This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumkey is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumkey will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumkey. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. What is going on, guys? This is Steven from Headlock Talk. We've got some exciting news for you. Woo! Our longtime sponsor, Naturally Hemp's, and us have come to an agreement to bring our sponsorship to the next level. We finally have a Headlock Talk promo code for naturallyhemp's.com. Use code HLT10 to get 10% off your entire order. And by the way, the code does not expire. Fantastic news, Steven. Yes, I use Naturally Hemp's gummies for uh, sleep aid, for muscle pain, recover when I come back from the gym. And I love the lotions and balms for my hands in the summertime and wintertime when my hands get all chapped and cracked. It's perfect. Oh, yeah. It's really good stuff. And by the way, the fun does not stop there. We are now partnered with some affiliate companies as well. Naturallypure.com for all your hand sanitizer needs. Use code HLT10 for 10% off your entire order. If you are a vapor in need, eLiquid, AmericanVaporCompany.com. Use code HLT10 to get 10% off your entire order. Keep an eye on our Twitter, at Headlock Talk. In the next coming weeks, we'll be doing several giveaways, and you can find out how to get your own bundle of hand sanitizer and masks or CBD gummies. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome everyone to the debut of the Rogue and Ranger Gamecast. I am, of course, the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and right across from here, the one, the only Mr. Stephen Grudy. Today, we're going to talk about the PS5 reveal, some new games coming out, and Stephen wants to talk about The Last of Us 2. So let's get on with the show! Yeah! All righty. And welcome here to the very first episode of the Rogue and Ranger Gamecast, mm-hmm. a special podcast for gaming and nerd culture and fan culture in general. Yes. 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 I'm super excited for this. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm very excited too, Steven. Yeah. This is a long time coming for us. Absolutely. Partic- particularly for you. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I Gaming is a huge part of my life. Like, mm. when, when I'm not watching wrestling, I'm, I'm gaming. Like, 100%. Those mm. are like the two things that I'm doing. So, mm. to, to be able to, to sit down with you guys and talk about something that I'm equally as passionate about as wrestling, man, I, I'm super excited. 
Super excited. Well, and we should probably introduce ourselves to our new community of listeners. Indeed. Uh, you are, of course, the one and the only, the rogue, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Yes, indeed. And I'm, of course, the Texas gentleman, the ranger, Tanner Pruitt. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're, we have a lot of nicknames now. Yes. Yes. S- specifically for this show. Yeah. <laughs> you may know us, of course, from Headlock Talk. Yes. Fun times. Great memories. We're still doing that show. You're probably listening to it on this network. I mean, Head, hopefully. Headlock, yeah. Talk, Headlock Talk Radio. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. So without further ado, <laughs> yes. uh, with this first episode of the Rogue and Ranger uh, Gamecast, what we wanted to talk about uh, at first is The Last of Us 2. Now, I recorded kind of like a little thing of what I thought about The Last of Us 2, but uh, we might upload that as like a bonus episode, so I kind of wanted to tell you a little bit of what I thought of the game. Mm. Um, so have you played The Last of Us? I did. I played. I probably played about halfway through to it. Okay. Uh, I'll be perfectly honest. I have a specific game type that I play personally. Yeah. I like playing sports games, and generally speaking, I'm a big fan of Rockstar games personally. Yeah. Um, hey, not, I mean, Rockstar is one of the best out there. Yeah. So, uh, not that I don't like Naughty Dog. Of I course, th- I think uh, my my wife is a bigger fan of Naughty Dog games than I am personally. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I did enjoy what I did get to play of Last of Us. It was I found it to be just maybe a little bit difficult for me. I'm just gonna have to admit. That. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely a difficult game for sure. Uh, it, it is unforgiving. Definitely. Mm. Uh, resources are scarce. Uh, man, you go into a room with like seven guys with two bullets, and they say, good luck. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, it is not a forgiving game at all. It, it, it is rather hard. Uh, but the, the Last of Us is really a special game just because it, there's really nothing like it. Um, re- really, the only thing that you could really compare it to would be Uncharted. And that is only because it's made by the same people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, though, with, with The Last of Us uh, 1 and Part 2, um, it's very much about the story. It's very much about the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with The Last of Us 1, it was very much about Joel and Ellie and, and the relationship that they build uh, going through you know, their story. Uh, and, and The Last of Us 2, it, it's very much about Ellie and uh, a new character, Abby. Ah. Um, yeah, so The Last of Us 2, I will say... I kind of like the simplicity of the story of the first one mm-hmm. a little bit better than this one. Okay, because I, I was going to say, as, as somebody who does not generally play Naughty Dog's games that much, sell me here on the second game. Okay, yeah. So, the second game, the gameplay is phenomenal. Okay. It's so good. The The level of immersion in the gameplay is, is like second to none, really. Mm. Uh, if you're looking for a game that, that's going to make you sweat and, and, and going to make your heart race and, and really just kind of, uh, you know, to a certain degree, frighten you at, at some points, uh, the, the gameplay of this game is really for you. I, I mean, the, the gameplay is phenomenal. Really phenomenal. Um, the, the divisiveness of this game comes from the story of it. Now, in, in the first Last of Us, it's a very simple story, really. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I won't spoil everything, but uh, basically Ellie is immune to the zombie virus. There, there is an uh, organization called the Fireflies who are trying to create a cure for the zombie virus. Uh, you, as Joel, are tasked by the Fireflies to take Ellie halfway across the country to, I believe it was Washington, D.C., mm. uh, to basically create a cure yes. um they find out that the molecules that spoiler help, alert 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert here. Spoiler if you alert. They found out that the the molecules needed to create the cure are stored in a very specific part of Ellie's brain, which would have to be removed and which would kill her. And so, Joel, not good. Not good at all. Uh, Joel <laughs> decides to save her. Yes. Last of Us Part Two starts out with that faithful decision by Joel mm-hmm. and, and the fallout that comes with that. Now, I won't spoil... I, I'm going to try to not spoil anything story-wise just because there, there's a lot of big shifts in the game that really change your perspective on a lot of things that happen. Um, when, the, when the game first starts, you kind of feel like Joel and Ellie are almost uh, kind of out of sync you know, like mm. it, by the end of the the first Last of Us, they were best of friends. You know, like mm. laughing, joking all the time. Uh, you know, they they were they were inseparable almost. And, and then at the start of the Last of Us Part Two, they are absolutely not. It's mm. very confusing at first, uh, but as you go through the story, they they kind of fill in a little bit of the blanks on why that is. Talk, um, talk to me a little bit about your own personal experiences in playing the game, Stephen. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, like I said, there's several big shifts in the story that give you uh, perspective on other parts of it. That being said, though, the gameplay, because I'm assuming that's what you're talking about, the gameplay yes. of this game is better than the first one, 100%. Mm. Uh, if, you, if you're not really that big a fan of those kind of the really like heavy stealth that the first game is kind of built around yes um this game is going to be you're going to like this a little bit more there's Mm. definitely a lot more run and gun in in this game okay Uh, you have way more ammo in this game than the first game Um, because that's kind of the the rut that i came into is because like i i i know i'm the the ranger, but I'm not a very stealthy kind of guy like you, the rogue. Right, it, it is. <laughs> um, I, I, when it comes to these kinds of games, I'm very much a run and gun kind of guy. I don't like. Right. I don't. I don't necessarily prefer to go the stealth path. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what's funny mm-hmm. about uh, the the Last of Us uh, Part Two, also, but uh, but specifically the first one, is it is not a shooter game. Yes, you can shoot in it, but it is absolutely not a shooter game. Uh, I mean, most of the most of the combat that you're doing in the first Last of Us is is hand to hand melee combat. That, right. That's that's a lot of what you're doing. Uh, your your guns are really for those oh shit moments when mm. when you have to get out of there now. Yes. Uh, you never really want to go in uh, like like the first thing you do should not be firing a gun. You know what I mean? Right. Um. But. If that kind of aspect is something you didn't like in the first one, you'll like the gameplay of the second one a little bit more. Like I said, it's definitely more action-based, definitely more fast-paced. Uh, you have way more weapons at your disposal, way more ammo for those weapons at your disposal, uh, more upgrades to the weapons than ever before. Mm. Uh, I mean, gameplay-wise, it, they really just kind of notched it up a level on mm-hmm. across the board, really. Mm-hmm. Um Talk to me a little bit here um, before we move on, because mm-hmm. we've got a lot of subjects that we want to cover here in this very first episode of, of uh, the Rogue and Ranger Gamecast. Um, I, there's been some negativity surrounding the game and and, and certain aspects of it here, Stephen. Uh, pl- play devil's advocate here and, and maybe pr- provide for us maybe um, what would be called a steel man argument for why people might not like the game, uh, but then also tell me kind of why people should, uh, I guess, still continue to play it, 
regardless of that like like what why why is is the game getting the negativity but also why wh- why should that be some not dismissed but but why why would you continue to play it like like what's your personal feeling on why you're so positive on the game uh yeah so it, <sighs> I, I think that's a question i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no i i know exactly what you're talking about so yeah um th- there's absolutely aspects of this game that most people are going to hate and, yes. and there's even aspects of the game that i hate but the thing about that is they want you to hate it Mm. They they that's tried. an interesting approach. They tried to make you hate it. Now now the thing with with the Last of Us Part Two story is it's not it's not a feel good story whatsoever. It's a very sad story. It's very dark. It's very depressing. It, it's it, and like almost everything that happens sucks. Mm-hmm. But it's very real, and, and that's the that's the biggest thing about this game is that it's a very real story. Things happen because that's how they would happen, not because the game developer wants you to feel good about it. And that's what I love about this game. And that's also what people hate about this game. Um, the story is, if you've played The Last of Us Part 1 and you know nothing about The Last of Us Part 2, you will be surprised several times throughout the story. It is not at all what you are expecting. I can promise you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a good thing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with The Last of Us Part 1, it was a very simple story. It, it was just about the relationship between Joel and Ellie, right? Mm-hmm. In The Last of Us Part 2, they enter a lot more complex concepts than just like a father-daughter relationship. There, there's, uh, it's, it's almost like a social commentary, uh, in, in a way, uh, on like hopelessness and morals and, and things like that. Um, I, I don't want to give too much away, but but one of the things about the game that, that makes it so special is that you see two sides of the same story. And yeah, one of them could be the hero, one of them could be the villain, but really they're both kind of shitty people and they're mm. both kind of selfish people. And I really think that that's what's special about it is like... The, Ellie is not this like the, this goddess that can do no wrong. Like Ellie is an extremely faulted person, mm, like mm-hmm. extremely, and so is Abby. And, and I think that's really what makes the game special because in Abby's story, Ellie's the villain, and in mm-hmm. Ellie's story, Abby is the villain. And you play both parts of the story and get to decide for yourself. That's um, interesting. I I absolutely love how they approached it. it it's it's unlike anything else, really. Hmm. So uh, I personally love the game. Uh, I did give the original a 10 out of 10. I've been thinking about this a lot. I mm-hmm. do give Last of Us Part Two a 9 out of 10. Wow. Uh, it is a absolutely fantastic game. Uh, definitely recommend it. It is going to make you sad. It's going <laughs> to make you really, really sad. But in, in a way that like a movie would. You know, it, it brings out emotion in, in a way that a movie would, in, in a way that a lot of video games just straight up don't. Interesting. Well, good stuff there, Stephen. Yeah. Th- thank you for sharing that that brief review here on The Last of Us Two. Yeah, it, it's 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 really something special, honestly. And uh, yeah, Naughty Dog does it again. There's, I mean, they're so good. They're they're one of the best game developers out there right now. Absolutely, hundred percent. Absolutely. So, hmm. <sighs> 
more bit, lot, yeah we got lots to talk about yeah we got I, a lot of lot to talk about here we got we got a lot of, of, of bigger news here and i think one mm-hmm. of the things that you wanted to touch on specifically too mm-hmm. uh was the big major announcement about the ps5 reveal yes yes playstation 5 i'm i'm a playstation guy myself mm-hmm. i I've, I've had both consoles playstation and xbox um i i really i i would really like to get back to into, into nintendo I guess mm-hmm. particularly the Switch does intrigue me quite a bit because Switch of, is great, mostly because of Smash. Mm-hmm. Let, let's be honest, um, but uh, yeah, PlayStation Five. Um, I've always been more of a PlayStation guy than an Xbox guy. So, uh, what's going on with PlayStation? Oh man, yeah. So the, they they had their PS Five uh, reveal event on June eleventh. Uh, so we're a little bit out. Uh, from that, maybe two, three weeks out. Um, but they showed off a bunch of games. They finally showed what the console looks like. Uh, they talked a lot about what the console will be able to do, uh, what we should expect from the console. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just going to go into a little bit of that. Yeah. G- so, give us give us some big key features here. Yeah. So probably the the biggest key feature uh, of the PS5 is this uh, solid state drive that they're that they're putting in there. Uh, now normal com- I mean I'll, I'll say normal computers, I mean pretty much any computer after like if you buy a computer now, it has a solid state drive in it. Uh, it it's basically just a faster way to access memory. Um, and this solid state drive is specifically built for the PS5, specifically built to load games. Mm. And, and so they uh, even before this event, like six months ago, they they had this uh, little event where they showed kind of the ca- the loading capabilities of PS5, and uh, they loaded Marvel Spider Man in 0.3 seconds. Wow. Yes. So one of the one of the things that they're touting with the PS5 is virtually no loading screens is what they said. So there still will be some, of course. Uh, I mean, it's a computer; it has to think, uh, but it's thinking really fast. Sounds like it. It's I mean, thinking that's, super that's, fast. That's that's pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, though, one of the the biggest things that the PS5 is going to be able to do that's really going to transform the way games look is a thing called ray tracing. Are you familiar with with ray tracing? I'm not. So so talk to me like I'm five. <laughs> <laughs> ray tracing son is amazing okay <laughs> so basically what ray tracing is is it's a way to simulate lighting in a scene so oh, okay basically how it is now um you when you're programming a game you just kind of have a light source and, and you put it somewhere in the scene and, and that will change uh you know how it looks you can change the size of the light source the the direction where it is how luminous it is things like that and, and those can can get you uh you know different lighting effects in the game okay uh that's how it is now so with ray tracing uh it, it basically simulates photons yes you heard that right ray Whoa. tracing basically simulates photons and so it it has photons will bounce off of surfaces how they actually bounce off of surfaces in real life. So black materials will absorb more light. White materials will bounce off more light. It mm. it basically just makes it look real. And there's really no other way to say it. It it simulates photons and makes it look real. That that's pretty much the easiest way to describe it. That's pretty um, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it, it's really cool. If you do want to see like a demo of ray tracing, there was a video that came out uh, for our, uh, Unreal Engine Five. They just announced Unreal Engine Five, and uh, they have a demo about ray tracing in there, so you can see like what that really is. Cool, dude. It, it's <laughs> it's gonna be crazy, really. Yeah. Like. Uh, 
basically just the things that PS5 is capable of are going to make game developing better, easier, and faster, mm. and cheaper, mm-hmm. which is crazy. That does sound good. Yeah. Now, will they have any kind of? Because I know, I know what something that Microsoft had been working on with the Xbox is this this kind of open source, not really open source, but like this very open marketplace for being able to. You pay a membership, a flat monthly membership, to be able to play whatever games that you want to play. Right. Is that something that's maybe in uh, Sony's future as well for the PlayStation? So they're doing things uh, just slightly different. Um, so. The PS5 will be backwards compatible with all PS4 games. That's great. Yes. Uh, so any PS4 game, whether you have it disc or digital, will be backwards compatible on PS5. So let's say I have my PS4 now. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, this is me asking questions as if I was five or six. For sure. So I've, I've got a lot of downloaded games. I've got my FIFA. Um, you know, I've got my uh, I've got my GTA 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got my my Red Dead. I, I want to make sure I play all my games. Um, you know, my wife has you know The Witcher, Uncharted. She has a lot of games that are all in this cloud, mm-hmm. right? So once I tune in and log into my PS5, when once I get it, all of those games should be able to reappear. From everything they've told us, yes. Wow. Yes. Any Good. any game that you have purchased on PS4 will be playable on PS5, whether digital or physical, which mm. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, it gets a little hairy when we start talking about PS3 games. And the reason for that is because the architecture in the PS3 is weird as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was a very specific thing called a cell processor. I don't really 100% understand it, but basically what it what it comes down to is it's very hard to run PS3 games on anything other than a PS3. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to do. Um, so how they kind of work around that is with a subscription service called PlayStation Now. And uh, I believe it's like 15 bucks a month uh, and you can stream PS3 games. Okay. So... Eh, it, it's not the best, but it, it's the best workaround that we can be given. So, at least at the moment, I mean, it, I, I'm sure right. that they're going to be making different adjustments and tuning it in the right way to where it's more accessible and, and user friendly, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, who knows? Like everything we know about the PS5, like we think we know a lot about it, but mm. at the end of the day, we don't even know the price. Yeah, this is the, the we're in the very beginning mm-hmm. stages here. We don't even know the price now. I, as again, forgive me as somebody who did not watch the, I guess the the intro here. You you are my introduction here to the play PlayStation Five. Yes, Mister Rogue. <laughs> so, could you maybe? I mean, did did PlayStation uh, and and Sony go into any kind of specific titles that might be? Uh, arriving because i think that's something that a lot of people anticipate is what titles are arriving at the launch of the new game did they go into any details about that so so they did talk about a few of them uh i know uh marvel spider-man miles morales will be a launch title um okay uh, so the new spider-man game um there's uh sackboy the big adventure if you guys have been a fan of little big planet Ah. uh this is the the next little big planet game but instead of being a 2d side scroller it's a 3d open world game which mm. is crazy. It kind of looks like um, like a Super Mario, uh, like Super Mario 64, but for like Sackboy. Okay. Basically. Um, and then they also announced a few games that will be coming in 2021 as well. Two of them in particular that I am so excited for. So excited for. Okay. <laughs> um, the first one is Horizon 2. 
Forbidden West. Mm. So uh, if you guys haven't played the first Horizon, uh, it's called Horizon Zero Dawn. It's one of the best stories I've ever played, 100%. The gameplay is great too, but in my opinion, I feel like the gameplay kind of falls second to the story. Uh, it It is what it is. It's kind of like Last of Us in that in that way okay where where the gameplay is good for sure but you're really playing it for the story um so that one's going to be really great and then the number one thing that i hoped that they talked about during this event they talked about and that is the new ratchet and clank game oh yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely a cult favorite absolutely and uh if you haven't played ratchet and clank from 2016 that game is a, like an 11 out of 10 that game is <laughs> perfect in every aspect and uh we're, we're finally to going to be getting ratchet and clank rift apart in uh 2021 and man that game just looks super super good mm. super good i always say with ratchet and clank it looks like a like the the newest ratchet and clank it looks like a like a pixar movie you know mm. yeah like like while you're playing it, it, it just has that that graphical fidelity to it, and it's just addicting gameplay, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I mean, PS5, it, it's really going to be revolutionary. PS5 and Xbox uh, Series X, really, um, it, it, it's going to be revolutionary. Yeah. Uh, I I was looking here at your notes. Yeah. Here and, and and you you put something in the notes and I wasn't quite sure what you meant. So I'm 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 going to ask. You put something down there about two different SKUs. Uh, yes. So, so t- tell me about that. What's going on there? Yeah. So so there there are two different SKUs for the console. There is one huh. with a disk drive, and one without a disk drive. Mm, that seems like a very important detail for people. That is a very important detail. Uh, me personally. I will probably be getting the one without the disk drive. I don't use physical games. I, I buy mm. digital almost exclusively. Um, I think it looks better personally. Uh, the one with the disk drive, the disk drive kind of just looks like a like an afterthought, just like added onto it. Mm. It's very clear that the one they want us to buy is the digital edition. Um, now again, we are they, are, are, is the one without the drive less expensive? Or I guess they haven't given us a pricing model. Exactly, we we haven't given a pricing model. There was a rumor that came out, but it, it turned out to be fake. Um, okay. the The rumor was the disc drive version would be five fifty, and the digital version would be four fifty. Wow. Um, it came out as fake, so now we have no idea. Uh, if if I was guessing. I, I'm expecting it to be a little more expensive than that just because of the, the tech that's in there. I expect the drive version to be uh, 600 wow. and, and the digital to be 500 personally. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, man. I mean, that sounds pretty enticing. Now, I will say you sounded pretty partial to the to the non-disc drive. Mm-hmm. I, I think that for me and my family, we'd most likely go with the one with the disc drive uh, there, I think there is that hand, handiness of being able to play DVD and Blu-ray off of there too. Right, and, and that's an important distinction too. Is yeah. it's not d- just a disc drive; it's yeah. a Blu-ray drive. Right. So if you have Blu-ray movies, that will be the way to watch them as well. And there is one other piece of sentimentality that I have to it, where um, so I'm I'm really big into FIFA, mm. right? That that's definitely my game for sure. Um, with FIFA, they released um, the uh, the Champions League edition disc uh, that had uh, it was a special edition that had Virgil Van Dyke from Liverpool Football mm. Club on it. 
Um, so uh, because I'm a Liverpool fan, I absolutely needed to have that physical copy of the game for sentimental reasons. I right? totally understand. And some people might feel that way about about games. They want that hard copy. They want that feel. They want to smell the packaging as they open it. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to see the, the disc. They want to have ownership of that physical copy right um as as someone who's big into vinyl i'm all about having a physical copy of something um so i i i would personally lean that way myself Mm -hmm. but i could definitely see maybe the the handiness of having that cloud version too right I, i mean i definitely see both sides for sure um the the end of physical gaming has been coming for a very long time, honestly. Um, it, with the push with uh, PS4 and, and Xbox One, I mean, digital games game sales have soared. Uh, I believe, actually, digital games, uh, more people buy digital than physical at this point. Um, even when the PS4 Pro was originally coming out, everyone assumed that the PS4 Pro wouldn't have a disk drive either. Just mm. because there were so many people that only use digital, mm-hmm. they were like, man, why would they... Why would they make it cost a little bit more by having a disk drive when I don't even use disks? So Sony's kind of caught in this rut where, yeah, 70% of their of their consumers buy digitally. Mm. But they have a very vocal 30% that if you take their disk drive away, will crucify you. Right. A- and I, I completely understand where they're coming from. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that's a wrong opinion. Mm-hmm. It's not my opinion, but, but it's perfectly valid, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it puts Sony in a weird spot. Now, you never want to launch a console with two SKUs. I'm sorry. You, you just never want to do that. It, it confuses the consumer, and, and it, it's, it, it's just, you, you want to be like, this is the PS5. Buy it. Right. right. You don't want to be like, hey, here, you can have this one or you can have this one because then that gives them the chance to be like, ah, well, why would I buy it anyway? Well, and I, You want to make it in a way that it's like, you need this. And, and I get that. I do understand. And I, I'll play devil's advocate for a moment, though, and, and say that as long as Sony just... Not, not only Sony, but also, I, I guess, the retailers are... are Educated and, and most retailers that will have a video games department, whether it's a Best Buy or a, a major retail chain, or even if it's like a like a GameStop that specializes in games, for example, if you were to go there, you're obviously going to speak with somebody who will give you the lowdown and say, "Hey, look, there are two different types. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get one that has the disc drive to it, or do you want to get the one that doesn't?" And kind of explain those differences so that if mm-hmm. somebody like myself walks into the store and is like, "Hey, I want to get the PS5." You can stop me and tell me, hey, look, this one has the disk drive. This one's going to be, I don't know, $100 more, but you're going to be able to play Blu-ray discs on here, Mm -hmm. and it's going to have these kind of features, right? I I think as long as there's the education for the consumer that that's going to be you know, better than just being like, hey, well, there's two PlayStations, so pick one. Right. Absolutely. And and I think what, what it really comes down to is nailing the price point. Uh, that that's going to be the the biggest thing. I, I mean, if you if you do have the digital uh, edition at at five hundred, mm. I, I would say sell the drive version at five fifty. I don't mm-hmm. think they'll do that. I do think it will be six hundred. Uh, but then you run into the issue where it's like, I'm paying. I'm paying a hundred dollars more for a disc drive, dude. I can buy a Blu-ray drive for thirty bucks, or or you know what? Perhaps so, so. You know that that can start to rub people the wrong way, also. But mm. at the end of the day, man, it's a PS5. We've yeah. been waiting seven years for this. This is going to revolutionize gaming. Whether you whether you do digitally or buy your games physically, 
this is going to be great for everybody. Are there any like like closing or final thoughts about the PS5 that that we should let the listener know of? You know that that you found to be interesting, or that you, um, you know, I, I guess that you would like to let the listener know of that are that are vitally important. Um, man, that's a big question. I know that's a big question. <laughs> um, I'm, I mean, a sh- I'm a sharpshooter with my questions <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I mean, there, <laughs> there's certainly a, a lot of things. Uh, I mean, if you are really invested mm-hmm. in, in this kind of stuff, yeah, I, I highly recommend that you watch the reveal event. Yeah, uh, they go through a, a bunch of games that that are announced for it that are in development. They go through a bunch more accessories that are being launched mm-hmm. with the PS5, like a brand new headset, mm-hmm. brand new controller. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I think is cool about the controller. Yeah. is throughout the PS1, 2, 3, and 4, their controller has been called the DualShock 1, 2, 3, and 4. Yeah. It is now called the DualSense. Mm. So I wonder what that means. Interesting. Interesting. Well, let me, let me help maybe narrow down the scope of my question. I'm sure that we can actually go over the details of uh, uh, Microsoft's Xbox launch mm-hmm. next week. We Absolutely. can definitely talk about that, too. Um, but since we're, we're very much in this realm of where the PlayStation 5 is, is just being revealed and there, there's a lot of new details about it now, it's the mm-hmm. hot new thing to talk about, maybe let me, let me kind of narrow down the scope of the question and, be, and, and say, like, why would somebody who's on the fence, possibly like myself, mm-hmm. why should I go and buy the PlayStation 5 before I go and buy the new Xbox? So the main, the, the main thing is that Sony owns, like, 16 first-party game studios that make games specifically for the PlayStation 5. Xbox, I think they own three that, that make games specifically for the Xbox. Um, the the mm. Xbox is fine. So, so there's a lot more availability for content. Yes. Yeah, a lot more exclusive games. And, and honestly, some of the best games ever made are first-party Sony games. Mm. We'll talk about The Last of Us. We'll talk about Uncharted 4. We'll talk about Ratchet & Clank. We'll talk about Horizon Zero Dawn. We'll talk about God of War. Uh, I mean, all of these games are 10 out of 10 masterpiece games that you can only play on Sony consoles. And, and that's 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 the one-and-done deal. Like, mm. the, the reason you buy a Sony console is for Sony first-party games, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. And uh, nothing wrong with the xbox at all it's a fantastic console it, it has a lot of power behind it a lot of power which is awesome i love their controller but they just don't have the games i like to play mm. and that that's it at the end of the day i mean i did own an xbox one but i played everything on on sony or, or on my playstation 4 and, and just didn't really have a use for it anymore so i sold it um it's a fine console it's mm-hmm. very powerful but man uh just doesn't have the games to back it in okay. my opinion. Okay. Well, hey, I mean that those are all very valid points here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, with that being said, I think that there's also uh, m- more exciting news to go along with the PS5 reveal. There's a lot of new game launches here, Stephen. Yeah. Yeah, some some cool new game launches, some cool new game announcements also. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, the big one for me is Skate 4. Yeah. Skate 4. Now, we don't know anything about mm. this game, unfortunately. Uh, they they kind of just came out and they're like, yeah, we're making it. Um, which I really wish they had some gameplay or, or maybe some concept art or something to show off. Uh, but, I, I mean, with how long we've waited in between Skate 3 and Skate 4, uh, I'm just glad that they came out and said it. 
Um, you know, after True. after Skate Three uh, came out, I think like three or four years after that came out, uh, EA shuttered uh, Black Box Entertainment, who was the the creators of of Skate uh, Skate One, Two, and Three. And so a lot of people just didn't think it was ever going to happen. Uh, but it is. They announced it at EA Play. I forget what the specific date was, but they announced it at EA Play. Uh, the original director for the game uh, and the original creative director for the game are both on there, and it is being made. So it's very exciting. Uh, I expect it out in 2022, probably, maybe 2023 even. Mm. Um just based on the fact that they didn't even feel comfortable enough to show us anything uh, leads me to believe that this game is very early on in development. And by very early on, uh, I mean it's not playable yet. So Wow. Like, it, it, if, if it was playable even in some aspect, they would have shown us a demo. Mm. But they didn't show us anything. So they didn't. So still, it's 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 definitely an exciting announcement. It's just yes. very much in development at it's, this point. It's in its infant stage mm. for for sure. Now, but, some, but still exciting. Now, some things that we have seen mm-hmm. uh, a rival of skates is mm. uh, the remake of the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. The first two games will be sold as a remake. Uh, edition of the game, mm-hmm. and I'm very personally excited about that because I was a huge fan of both of those games growing up as a kid. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, it's funny because I I started gaming like after those games came out. Mm. Uh, I've uh, obviously I've gone back and, and played them, and uh, I, I mean t- the Tony Hawk series as a whole is very nostalgic to me. Mm. Like I would play those games for hours and hours and hours. Some of my favorite games from my childhood. So seeing them remaster. I can't wait. I really hope that they continue and, and go through, like... I mean, you don't have to do every game, but, like, mm. I hope they do, like, Underground 1, American Wasteland. Those would be dope. Yeah, that would be. I mean, yeah. did you have a favorite skater from those games, Steven? Uh... Man. <laughs> I put you on the spot there. You I'm, did. I'm so sorry. You did. No, I mean, there there was some, like, like Jamie Thomas, Rodney Mullen. I remember those Rodney being Mullen, cool. of course. Um, Bucky Lassick, if I was doing more of, like, a vert kind of thing, I like I like playing as Bucky Lassick a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I mostly preferred the street skating. I liked grinding mm-hmm. the rails, being able to jump down staircases. I, I liked that thrill of it. Yeah. I personally... So you're a Rodney Mullen guy. Uh, probably. Rodney yeah. Mullen um, and, 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 and Jamie Thomas kind of guy, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that's his name, right? Jamie Thomas. I oh, I don't know. know. See, see, I always uh, I always did like created characters. Oh, personally. okay. That yeah. was that was your thing there. Mm-hmm. I, I love doing the created characters. Oh, and, yes, and the, it is Jamie Thomas. He he, he was mostly known for doing the leap of faith jump uh, down a massive flight of stairs at a high school in California. I see. Yes, I see. Crazy stuff. Right on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm super excited for this. Uh, nostalgia at its best, and, and the game looks incredible. Mm. Like graphic wise, mm-hmm. it, it looks insane. It looks very nice. I'm I'm very excited, and I can't wait to to replay it. I hope they bring in some new features too. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like they're keeping the soundtrack the same, yeah, which, which is, is also bringing back like that nostalgic feel. Dude, um, I don't even want to know how much it cost them to get the original <sighs> licensing for all those songs. Like God, uh, you, you, we might be surprised. Yeah, I mean, we, maybe maybe pleasantly surprised. I don't know. Um, but but see, mm-hmm. like. All of those songs are still popular yeah. because people grew up on the soundtrack of those games, mm. you know? So, like, obviously, if uh, I don't, I think, I guess it's Activision publishing it. Yeah. Uh, if Activision went to the the music producers and was like, hey, can we get this game back? And yeah. it's like, 
Well, yeah, but how, we're still famous like 20 years later, so you're going to have to pay this yeah, like huge yeah. amount. How much does Gorilla Radio by Rage Against the Machine cost? Oh, God. Hmm. <laughs> so much. Let's see those numbers. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Tony Hawk Remaster. It's going to be great. Uh, Skate 4, obviously, coming out. It's going to be great. Mm. Um, some other gaming announcements. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4. Ooh. It is finally happening. Uh, I don't... I need to go back and see who's developing it uh, because it could be Naughty Dog. Mm. Yeah, mm. it's 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 kind of crazy to think about that that Naughty Dog uh, started. They they didn't just like make Uncharted and Last of Us out of nowhere. They started with Crash Bandicoot and Jack and Daxter, which is crazy. Like two polar opposite games, mm. uh, but that really kind of speaks to the skill. Uh, of Naughty Dog, uh, mm-hmm. of being able to make great games in two like drastically different genres. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Crash Bandicoot 4 is coming out. I'll have to double check who the developer on that is. Uh, but it, it's funny. It's called Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Ah, yeah. Th- yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I expect, obviously, that's a joke on how long it takes. It, it has taken to come out, but mm. it also sounds like it'll be about time travel. So, yeah. when my wife was playing Uncharted, they did have like a little mini game, I believe, of of, mm-hmm. of Crash Bandicoot in there. Uh, that was that was a lot of fun to watch. Very very nostalgic. I yeah, think. just yeah. a little shout out, mm-hmm. you know, a little yeah. throwback. Uh, yeah, so uh, Crash Bandicoot Four being announced, uh, a new one that is very weird, but I'm like really kind of excited about mm-hmm. is a game called Pokemon Unite. Uh, so hmm. I'm a I'm a big Pokemon fan. I, I've played every single one. I've I've played obviously the back in the day the red version on Game Boy, and then they came out with Pokemon Stadium mm. uh, for um, I believe it was Nintendo 64. So mm. I do remember mm. that. So what's going on with this, this Pokemon Unite? Yeah, so Pokemon Unite uh, it, it's taking the world of Pokemon and smacking it in the world of League of Legends, which is kind of weird. Are you? Are you familiar with a MOBA? Um, somewhat. I'm I'm not big on PC gaming. Now, don't gotcha. don't crucify me for no, saying that's fine. that. That's fine, uh, dear listeners. But uh, yeah, I mean, PC gaming is not really up my alley. It's not something I'm super familiar with. I'm definitely more of a console kind of guy. That's fair. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, MOBAs do uh, normally reside on PC. Uh, you can play some MOBA-like games on console. I know Smite is available on PS4 and Xbox One. Mm. Fantastic game. I'll have to check uh, it out. But, but it's actually a third-person MOBA instead of being a top-down MOBA, which is interesting. Mm. Uh, but anyways, uh, MOBA stands for Multiplayer Online Battle Arena. Yes. So uh, these are games like Dota 2. These are games like League of Legends, mm. uh, Heroes of the Storm, mm-hmm. um, uh, things like that. So it, it's a top-down game. It, it's a strategy game, basically, where you have a base on either end uh, of the two teams, and then you have uh, pillars or turrets uh, in two lanes going in between the two bases. And basically, the the point of the game is to destroy the, the pillars and the turrets that are in front of the other team's base, and then destroy their base, and you win. Mm. Um, it's a... It's usually a very long game. Uh, I, when I was playing League of Legends, uh, an average game would be about twenty-two minutes. Yeah. Um, so, so it's a, it's a pretty long game, but there's a lot of strategy to it, uh, and a lot of leveling your character to be a, a very specific build. So, there's a lot of strategy that goes into it. The intriguing thing about this, though, really the thing that sets this apart from other MOBAs, it's free to play. Oh, wow! It's available on mobile and Switch. Hmm. And it's cross-play enabled on mobile and Switch. So mobile players can play with Switch players and vice versa. Okay, wow. So uh, this is crazy. 
I'm super excited. Uh, this is something I never thought that I would ever get or would ever need, really, a Pokemon MOBA. But just seeing the the gameplay of it, the the fact that it's free to play, the fact that there that it's uh, cross play on Switch and mobile. I mean, yeah. I'm excited. Have they given any specifications for which Pokemon are available? Because, because I mean, there's the original 150. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you count Mew and Mewtwo, I guess that would be 152. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you've got, uh, I mean, all of these Pokemon have been coming out over the last, you know, couple decades here. Right. So, I mean, have is, is it is it original 50 and, like... Maybe a couple expansions, or I mean, um, is, is it all the Pokemon? From from what I could tell, there, there's so many Pokemon now, I can hardly keep track. Oh, I know, dude. There's like over a thousand now. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's cra- dude. They're on like Gen eight or something like that. Wow. Um, yeah, it, it's nuts. But from what I could tell in the trailer, it looked to be all Gen one. Mm. Um, obviously, we'll have to see once the game's actually out. Uh, but it looked to be Gen one. I know I saw Blastoise. I know I saw Charizard. I know I saw Eevee. Um, so some of the classics, some of the classics, exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they're going to have legendary, uh, Pokemon that might be a little overpowered. Um, mm. like, I don't know. You, you can't put a legendary character in that kind of game and do it correctly because it, if you did it correctly, they'd be overpowered. But if mm. they're not overpowered, then it doesn't make sense in the canon of the world. Perhaps. You know what I, I mean, mean? I guess you would have to see kind of maybe like if there's like a, a ranking or a leveling up system that you get personally based on like your match play. Uh, where you can maybe get it, like, be able to unlock, like, a Zapdos. Right. Or, well, the whole thing you know. with in MOBAs is you start the game as, uh, you start that match at level one. Right. And, and then you level up through there and, and get, uh, you know, new abilities and, and more money to purchase items to, you know, bolster your character or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't know how legendary Pokemon will work, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah. We, we'll see. Uh, it's very weird, very weird announcement, but I'm excited. Hey, I mean, there's all, there's all the reason for you to be excited because I, I think that for for even like an, an older fan like myself, mm-hmm. that's a pretty that's a pretty big deal, and I think you get a, definitely a fair share of nostalgia out of that. Uh, so that way, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, what's the best way of saying it? Like 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 it's something relatable, right? Like mm-hmm. if I if you're just like, hey, here's all these new Pokemon, I'd be like, I mean. Yeah, uh, cool. Yeah, uh, I don't know who any of those are. You know. Yeah. Um. So so yeah. Uh, Pokemon Unite, and then uh, one thing that that I just wanted to touch really quickly: Apex Legends will be launching on Switch. Um, Ooh. I don't play Apex Legends. I'm not a battle royale guy personally. Mm. Uh, I have heard very good things about Apex Legends. Like, if you are a battle royale person, Apex Legends is like one of the best ones out there. Cool. Um, so it's coming to Switch for for you Switch players that haven't been able to play it. You will be able to very soon. Nice. Um, and then the last little bit of news here. Uh, it's kind of kind of sucks, honestly. Um, so Assassin's Creed Valhalla will be a launch title on PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X. Mm. Um, but the news has come out that the Assassin's Creed Valhalla creative director has officially stepped down from the project uh, amid some uh, eh, allegations, kind of nasty allegations. Yeah. Oh. Um, so. I don't want to go too much in the allegations uh, side of this story. I, I kind of just want to talk about the game itself. Um, so the, this creative director was uh, working on Assassin's Creed Origins and Assassin's Creed Odyssey as well, which are the last two games to have come out before uh, Valhalla will launch this November. Um, so if you like those games, kind of expect uh, you know Valhalla to be somewhat similar to that. Um, 
now I, I've seen a lot of people get really worried about this uh, about this this piece of news and, and that the the creative director stepped down and now they think that that the game is is kind of going to be trash or, or garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, this game's been in development for like almost three years now. Um, it, it's about to launch, so the the game is almost done being made. Uh, mm. a, a lot of what they're doing now is, is bug fixing and, and like optimization. Honestly, uh, if they're not to that step yet, they're in trouble, and, and they will probably have to delay the game. Oof. So at, at this point, yes, it, it's nice to have a creative director in the last little bit uh, of the game development, but at the same time, a lot of the legwork's already been done. Uh, at least I hope so. Yeah. At least I hope so. Yeah, so. I mean, it would be terribly tragic if the game, you know, gets delayed for just a very minor—not minor, but like, like for for one thing to fall apart right at the end, mm-hmm. uh, like that. And I guess it would be a very major part of the game for 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 somebody to step down like that, and then you know the game almost be done, and then you have to delay that in order right. to make sure that you find the right person, and then you can finish the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, I could see that and being very... And that's not even mm-hmm. to mention that Assassin's Creed Valhalla is a launch title on PS5. Yep. The the biggest problem with console launches is the lack of games. Mm. So if they have to delay uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, one, Ubisoft sales... Will will definitely go down uh, mm-hmm. because they didn't make that launch, but Sony might also be kind of pretty pissed at Ubisoft for for missing that launch because uh, that that's a big game that they're betting on for for the launch of PS5. So we'll have to see where this goes. Uh, right now they haven't they haven't uh, announced any delays or, or anything like that. They haven't even alluded to it. Uh, so. For all we know, the game is good to go, uh, set set to release in November. Hmm. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, if I was a betting man, I would say the game's fine. It will come out in November. Um, but who knows? Maybe they were uh, not as far along in development as I was hoping. So we'll just have to wait and see for that. Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, Steven, as we close the show, is there any final notes uh, that, that you would like to make about it, anything else in the gaming world? Oh, man. Uh, Played The Last of Us 2. <laughs> it's, it's such a good game. Well, and, and we need to get your friend, and uh, I guess both of our friend, and, and your roommate, Chase, here mm-hmm. uh, on the show next week. Hopefully, fingers crossed, and we'll see. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ho- hopefully, he can like uh, Skype in with us, and, and uh, he can give uh, his thoughts on the show, because he's finishing up the game right now as we speak. Right. Um, so, uh, hopefully he'll be able to tune in and y'all can have some banter about, uh, your your separate thoughts on the game. Absolutely. And and like, everyone's going to have a different opinion on it. Everyone's going to have a different experience with Mm. it. And and so I'd like to get him on here and kind of get his take on it. Uh, like at the end of the day, whether you love it or hate it, it's a fantastic game. So play it. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Well, um, I mean, that's been the first ever Rogue and Ranger Gamecast here. Mm -hmm. I hope you guys have enjoyed the show because it's going to be a recurring thing. Fridays here at Headlock Talk Radio. Uh, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we're doing a bundle giveaway at uh, on our uh, uh, Twitter page at mm-hmm. Headlock Talk. Uh, of course, that's that's your go-to place for uh, for wrestling banter, as well as uh, the new Tanner and Steven Variety Show uh, on Wednesdays. Uh, so you can check us out there at on Twitter at Headlock Talk. Uh, we have a pinned tweet. Uh, where we are entering in a giveaway contest, right? Or, or, or rather, y'all are entering into a giveaway right. contest 
from us. Yes. Uh, we're, we're giving away a 30-count CBD gummy, um, uh, I guess, bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're giving out a bottle. You're really struggling with, with that word. Yeah, bottle. I, I, I'm having all sorts of problems. <laughs> also, it's, it's personal. I don't know. A bottle is a harsh word for me. I forgive you. Thank you, Stephen. Mm-hmm. So a 30-count gummy bottle of uh, Naturally Hemp's CBD gummies. Uh, we're giving away a, a bottle of hand sanitizer and a free uh, Face 19 face mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so th- to partake in this bundle, go to our pen tweet, like it, retweet it, and send us a, a screenshot of you subscribed to Headlock Talk for your chance to enter and win this giveaway bundle. It's very mm-hmm. exciting news. Oh, yeah. And this is going hand-in-hand hand with our new sponsorship deal uh, with uh, Naturally Hemp's. Uh, you can go to naturallyhemp's.com uh, for CBD purchases. Use Headlock Talk code HLT10. Again, it's HLT10 at checkout. Uh, to get a 10% off discount on all of your CBD purchases. That promo never expires, so never. use it to your heart's content. Mm-hmm. Uh, please do. We we definitely encourage it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, we'll be putting links uh, for the Naturally Hemp's website there uh, we'll, uh, on our Twitter page as well, so keep an eye out for our tweets that we'll be sending out recurring throughout uh, the foreseeable future regarding Naturally Hemp's, also Naturally Pure, the mm-hmm. hand sanitizer company, uh, so that you can get proper hand sanitizer uh, for these crazy COVID times. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely needed. And then, of course, last but certainly not least, uh, if you're a vapor, you need uh, uh, some good vape juice. You want to have it uh, shipped to you uh, discreetly and properly, and you don't want to go to the, the vape shop, shop at AmericanVaporCompany.com. Use, again, code H. LT10 for 10% off on your entire order. Again, that code never expires on any of these websites. Mm -hmm. And soon we'll also have the, uh, once the website is up and running, face19.com, you can have promo code HLT10 there as well for customized, uh, we're not customized, but I guess they're, they're, they're like what graphic face masks. Right. So I've got one that's uh, that's a wolf face with like teeth and everything. That's yeah. really cool. I have like a, like a, like a tattered American flag one. Yeah, there's that. that one's um, cool. There's, there's ones with tigers, uh, chimpanzees. There's ones with, uh, like different kinds of like big cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also some, some other fun graphic ones for both guys and gals. So definitely make sure to check those out as well. Mm-hmm. Face19.com coming soon. Coming soon. Face19.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is the first ever uh, The Rogue and Ranger Gamecast. It's been a pleasure to be speaking with you again, Stephen. I'm glad that we had a chance to make this debut. Absolutely. We'll talk more gaming next Friday. Mm-hmm. And don't forget Headlock Talk uh, for your gaming, uh, not gaming needs. These are for your gaming needs. Yes. Headlock Talk on Mondays for wrestling, uh, the Tanner and Steven variety show for news, music, sports, entertainment, all that stuff on Wednesdays. Kind of like a, kind of like an everything else show. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like a, whatever's whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it. Uh, so go ahead and uh, make sure to tune into the Tanner and Steven Variety Show on Wednesdays, and of course the Rogue and Ranger Gamecast here on Fridays going forward. Major stuff been happening, Stephen. This has been uh, uh, a lot of fun. Absolutely, a, a lot of fun. Absolutely, we're, we're glad that we could do this Listener Appreciation Week. Thank you guys for tuning in to all these episodes. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to go to that pin tweet. Make sure to like retweet 
and hit uh, give us that screenshot of your subscription to make sure you enter for a chance to win that bundle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, th- this yeah. has been this has been a super fun week. Uh, a lot of work yeah. ha- ha- has gone into uh, you know planning these different shows, getting these sponsorships, and, yeah. and, and being able to do the, this fan appreciation week for you guys. And, and and that's really why we did it. I mean, none of this obviously we did a lot of work for this, but none of this would be possible if you guys didn't hit play every single week. So absolutely. we absolutely appreciate you and uh yeah i I mean i I don't think this bundle can can really uh you know show much show you how much we do appreciate you but it is a start it it goes a long way we'll be Mm -hmm. doing more and more giveaways Mm -hmm. as time goes on so this is not the only one but this is a big bundle giveaway here y'all so make sure to get that taken care of please make sure to scroll up on your screen hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts be it itunes spotify google play podbean wherever that way so again you have your chance to to, to listen to not only every episode but that chance to win that bundle Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. Again, that's at Headlock Talk on Twitter uh, for all your Headlock Talk radio needs. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you are a, a business and you would like to do partnerships with us here at Headlock Talk, uh, hit us up at headlocktalk at gmail.com. Again, it's headlocktalk at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. Hit that follow button. We'll follow you back. It's a fun time. Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steven, is there anything else? Man, that is it. That is cool. it. Yeah. It's it's been a groovy time this week, man. Yes. It's been a groovy time. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. I've had a lot of fun. I Me hope, too. I hope you did too, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic, man. Well, that is it for us. I am, of course, the Ranger, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt, and right across from me, the one, the only, the Rogue. Mr. Stephen Grudy. Yeah, thank you for listening, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We'll be announcing the winner of our bundle giveaway very soon, but today is the last day. Make sure to go ahead and uh, get in on that bundle deal. Mm -hmm. You guys have yourselves a great rest of your day. Later, y'all. Bye-bye. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Pretty cool, right? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep, they also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenny.com. Prescription glasses starting at $6.95.